Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Sparty's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Now here on 1250 AM, the fan Admirals garage sale comes up uh, June 28th and 29th. All kinds of used stuff, used hockey sticks, used jerseys, whatever the case may be that you'd want to purchase, they'll have available to you. Plus discounted merchandise as well at Panther Arena, the 28th and 29th. Now, 28th, more or less season ticket holders, 29th, uh, more open to the general public. More information on all of that, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. All right, let's... uh, and tell you what's on uh, today's show. We're going to do something uh, that I'm intrigued by, to be honest with you. And that is a story in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel by Tom Dakin. I hope I'm saying his name right, because we're going to have him on in like 15 minutes. And I hope I'm saying it right. If I'm not, AR will ask him and then I'll pronunciate his name uh, correctly. But he wrote a story talking about the fact uh, that there may be an entertainment district happening uh, by American Family Field. Now, before we get into this all the way, I want to bring back up my idea from back in the day that I had on these very airwaves that I brought brought up and broached. Uh, it never happened, obviously. But back in the day, my idea was that, okay, so you're going to have Miller Park, as was it was called back then, then when they wanted the new Buck Stadium, I wanted to put the Buck Stadium between American Family Field or Miller Park and Potawatomi. And then in that space going all the way down that corridor, that's where you build your bars, your restaurants, your gift shops, your stores, whatever, all the way down. And you connect that whole corridor from Potawatomi all the way to American Family Field. That's kind of what my thought process was. I was told that the amount of money it would take to dig up some of that land between American Family Field and Potawatomi because of whatever is under the ground and so forth was astronomical, and there's no way that would probably ever happen, Sparky. Okay, fine. But apparently they did check on it and did think about it, but financially there's no way they, that was going to work. 
So then we had, um, I forgot who it was, but somebody uh, had brought up a proposal uh, on Twitter and really was detailed in uh, how exactly this would work and how this whole thing would function uh, going forward. Now, I don't know if this person's plan is the one that has been brought forward uh, because it was very detailed. So I don't know if it was his plan uh, or not, but... This is what I can tell you based on what this article is saying. Some of American Family Field's parking lots could be redeveloped for an entertainment district, which could generate property tax revenue to help pay for the ballpark's looming upgrades. That's according to a new proposal pending before the Milwaukee County Board. That resolution doesn't call for a specific financing plan for the ballpark's long-term improvements, but it's the first public sign of how local taxpayers might be asked to pay that tab. Um, now when we start talking about how this is all going to work, it's interesting because one of the nearby companies that's there is Komatsu Mining Corporation. Now, if you remember, they are building a brand new site or whatever the case may be, um, in the Harbor, uh, district, Milwaukee Harbor district. And they're supposed to be moving, um, uh, at some point this summer to their Harbor District location. So that's going to open up that whole plot of land, essentially, for Milwaukee to buy the land or however uh, you want to go about uh, doing that at this point. The other part of this, in a separate resolution that was brought up, calls for the removal of the stadium freeway, also known as State Highway 175, to return that land to the community and continue to build on that uh, and develop that part uh, of the property or whatever the case may be going forward. Tom Dakin, who wrote this article from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, reached out to Tyler Barnes, who is the vice president of communications, and Tyler didn't decline comment, didn't want to get into it. I'm very anxious to see what Tom has to say and get more details uh, from him on uh, what's within this article. We brought this up. Remember the um Report from Brewer Fanatic. The guy wrote the article and said, hey, may not be popular, but we better start talking about what exactly is going to happen with the stadium because the lease or the, the agreement that they have is done in 2030. So at that point, will the Brewers come and say, we need a new stadium? Or will the Brewers come and say, we need X amount of dollars to keep this up with the rest of Major League Baseball? Or what is going to happen between now and 2030? And the point of BrewerFanatic.com was, we better start talking about this now and not waiting until 2029 to have the conversation and probably screw ourselves, possibly screw ourselves out of the Brewers. Because once that deal is up, Mark Antonasio has no tie at that point to staying here one way or the other. That's it. You know, when you sign, just like the new Bucks owners, when you build that stadium, now you're locked in here through that deal. Then once that deal expires, now you're free and clear to pick up and go. If that's what they choose to do or whatever the case may be. The same situation will be present with this Brewers team going forward. So part of the reason of why this is an idea is to try and help fund and generate revenue in order to help pay for whatever may need to be done. From a business side, I don't know squat. So I can't sit on here in uh, on the radio right now and tell you, oh, if they do this, they can generate that amount of money. They do this, they can generate that. I don't know. This is what I know as a fan. I don't want the Brewers moving. 
And I don't think there's anything wrong with that stadium per se that needs to be fixed other than the roof. And God only knows how much that'll cost. Now, maybe that'll be it, right? Maybe the Brewers come to Milwaukee and go, look, hey, man, we do not need a new stadium. Like, the inner workings of of American Family Field is great. Like, because, again, they couldn't sell the suites necessarily, so they put some of these suites together for group events and so forth, and that's how they're taking advantage of the space. So they don't need a bigger stadium. They don't need more suites. They don't need any of that stuff. That's that's not an issue. But what could be an issue is maybe they come to the taxpayers and go, guys, you guys have been great. You support us at $2 million pretty much every year, 2 to 3 million people every year. We're very thankful for you. We wouldn't be able to have the payroll we have if it wasn't for you. But we need a new roof. Now, that's not going to be a cheap adventure because you're talking what? Two to 300 million would be my guess, somewhere in that area, to probably put a new roof on that stadium. And that's not including whatever it costs to probably take the thing off. So if that's the sell, that they need two or 300 million for a new roof, what do we say? Because the one thing that's not going to happen is, or at least not for me, I'm not going to go with take the roof off and call it a day. And we'll just play in an open-air stadium. That's a non-starter. Like, I'm not listening to that. So tell me how much it is to fix it and how long it'll stay fixed for. Or tell me how long the price is to put a new roof on. Because to me, that's really all we're talking about here. I I don't know what else. And I haven't talked to Rick Schlesinger to know exactly if there's more to the story than I'm I'm aware of, uh, of the Brewers. But I don't really know what else they need. Maybe it's fixing the roof. Maybe that's the, that, that's the one thing that they're concerned about, and they're going to need two to $300 million maybe to put a new roof on. So maybe with this plan of this entertainment district, maybe that helps uh, take some of that money. But you have to expect they're probably going to want some more money here by the time this lease gets up in 2030 AR. Well, I can give you, Sparky, a rough estimate on what it costs to replace a portion of the roof about 15 years ago. They replaced the and I don't know if I'm saying this right, the bogey system. Yes. And that costs $13 million just to replace that one part of the roof. Right. And so I, I'm telling you, it's going to be, if you research uh, Target Field and that stadium that they had, they never got a roof. The reason they didn't get a roof was because the price of the stadium was already so high, they didn't want to spend even more money to put a roof on it. So they bailed and never put a roof on it. And now, as you listen to Rami, when he was on Score Northern Minneapolis, he started this whole put a roof on it hashtag uh, that kind of blew up in Minneapolis uh, and talked to members of the Twins organization. They all laughed and agreed with them. Should have been here when we were trying to get the stadium built was kind of what they were telling Rami to try and help us. But that that that's part of the reason why it never got done. It was too expensive. But in the grand scheme of things, as a fan... I'd rather you put a new roof on the stadium and for whatever it's going to be than lose my baseball team to go to another city because we don't want to pay for a roof. So that's one part of it for me as a fan. Here's my other side of this as a fan. Again, we're going to talk with Tom Dakin from Milwaukee Journal Sentinel uh, who wrote this piece about this whole whole ball is going to start get rolling here about this entertainment district possibly uh, outside of American Family Field. The other part of this... And people on Twitter yesterday and today, they better call it the Beer District. Okay, fine. Maybe maybe they will. The Beer District, presented by Miller. And then everybody will be happy and we can move on in life about it not being Miller Park anymore. So, the other part of it is, 
I love the idea. Love the idea. The Deer District makes that a 12-month venue, without question. Then you have Water Street, which is still hopping with bars and restaurants and everything else, right? So they're, they're still doing their thing. Then that Old World 3rd Street right there by the Deer District, you've got that doing. Now you're going to put out in the Valley an entertainment district as well that's going to lead you to whether it be a Brewer game, whether it be going to Potawatomi, whatever the case may be, or you can build another entertainment venue maybe out there of some sort to go along with it. That makes sense. Now, if I'm a business owner on Water Street, do I like this idea? Probably not. If I'm in a business owner on Old World Three uh, on Old World Third Street, do I like it? Maybe not. Now I'm fairly confident that I'm still fine because I have you know two new music venues that are going in right next to Pfizer Forum, plus all the concerts that Pfizer Forum have, plus Bucks games, plus Admirals games at, at Panther Arena, plus Milwaukee Panther basketball games, plus the Milwaukee Wave. I mean, there's enough stuff going on now downtown throughout most of the year that Old World Third Street should be good going forward with the Deer District. Like, they should be unaffected. What I think will be affected might possibly be Water Street uh, and maybe the Third Ward. And the Third Ward has blown up and become a popular, trendy place to go hang out and eat and drink and all that stuff and good restaurants and bars and all of that. That valley area may attract different people than what the other areas that I'm talking about. Right? Because I think a lot of what happens is, from some people, when you hear about all the, the stuff that happens in downtown, the water street shootings and everything else going on, you have those people that say, I'm not going downtown Milwaukee. I'm not doing it. I've never heard anybody say, I'm not going to a brewer game in the Valley. Never, not one time. So maybe you get some people that don't want to go downtown, deal with all the traffic and everything else of having to find a parking garage and do all that. Don't want to deal with it. Not doing it. But the Valley, which is an exit off the interstate, boom, you're there, boom, you're right back on the interstate, and you're out, and you're not dealing with all that traffic and muddling around and so forth, maybe that's more feasible and more approachable uh, for some of these people that don't want to go downtown. So I think all of them can be fairly successful within time of each other. I love the idea of going to you know, these bars or restaurants or whatever the case may be, and then walking through the parking lot and going over. You've already got people on Blue Mound that are going to the different places on Blue Mound and then taking a shuttle from there over to the park. And you could pretty much have almost the identical same thing happen in this new area. Now, Blue Mound may be affected. Those bars on Blue Mound may be affected by the new entertainment district that they were, if they were to build it um, at the end of the day. They may get affected more than anybody else. But I still think there's more than enough for different people that want to come and have a good time and so forth. And I'll, I'll give you an idea. I don't think you need a music venue necessarily there. But what I, I tell you what I'd love to see. I'd love to see a world-class like softball complex like built in that area. Because you are going to bring in people, if it's world-class, and run the right way with big enough prize pools 
you're going to have people from all over the Midwest coming with their teams to play in these high-end softball tournaments and everything else, and that is going to continuously feed not only that entertainment district, but also will feed Brewers attendance and everything else as people are coming into play, and it's literally right there. It's literally right there. Then you put a couple of hotels up out there, Pottawatomie benefits from it as well. The music venue thing, I think, is done and played. We're done. We, we've got enough, I think. But, but that other aspect of bringing men and women to that area from outside of just the city, I think that's the, the, that's the next play. And then you attach the bars, restaurants, and hotels around said like complex out there attached you know, kind of to the American family field parking lot or however you want to make it work. Well, that would play into what we were talking about on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, we've mentioned it a couple of times. I said today that when we were debating or describing the differences between Packer, Brewers, and Bucks fans— I mentioned how the Brewers over the last 20 or so years have done a pretty good job of branding themselves as a state team. And if we're talking about putting a softball facility, you and I both know this state is crazy about beer league softball, professional softball, whatever. We got to get to a quick timeout. Tom Dakin, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, has to get to a meeting. So he's going to literally do this from his car before he goes into this meeting. Let's talk to him next about this whole plan and how this whole thing came together. That's next. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, brought to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, coming to you live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. That's lakeland.edu slash get started. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you as always. Other side of the glass, our executive producer, AR, Adam Roberts. Thanks for tuning in. Talking about this uh, story uh, in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel by Tom Dakin, who joins us now on the Great Midwest Bank hotline tom thanks for coming on appreciate it yeah thanks for having me sparky uh first things first i i I am uh anxious to see how this whole thing kind of played out because a while back i don't know i guess it's been a couple months uh there was a guy online floating around this idea this proposal of something similar to what i guess was a proposed uh, before the Milwaukee County Board. I don't know if it's the same dude or not, but it was a very detailed plan. Uh, so where did this thing kind of come from? Yeah, let's let's break that down for your listeners. What you're referring to was a plan that was floated by a person who um, works as a, as a planner, municipal planner in southeastern Wisconsin, who on his own created uh, kind of conceptual plans for doing a mixed-use development in part of the uh, parking lots here at American Family Field. And it's important to note that was not done with at the brewer's request. Um, the brewers really have nothing to do with it. It's just that this gentleman on his own wanted to create those plans and put them out there for the public to look at because he he believes that would be a good thing for those parking lots to be put to, to uh, more intense use uh, throughout the year. As, as you know, we've got a lot of parking lots out here, and, and for most of the year, they sit empty. So that was that was separate from what I reported uh, in Monday's Journal Sentinel and JS Online. What I reported is that a member of the county board, uh, Peter uh, Bergelis, I believe is how, I, how you pronounce his last name, he is sponsoring a resolution that will go to the full county board probably later this month. That if it were to pass, it simply asks the the stadium district, which is the state creating agency that actually 
owns the stadium and then leases it to the brewers. This resolution would ask people the stadium district to work with people from the city of Milwaukee and the adjacent uh, village of West Milwaukee to create a plan for a mixed-use, entertainment-oriented development on part of the parking lots here, and to also look at the possibility of creating what's called a tax incremental financing district, which would use property revenue generated by those new uses, let's say, theoretically, it could be a hotel, could be restaurants, bars. It would use property tax revenue from those uses. It could also, it could be used to both help pay for the development as well as generate revenue to pay for the renovations, the long-term renovations that are going to be needed at the baseball stadium. And that's, and that's what really got this going was this particular county board member is looking down the road and saying, gee, assuming the brewers come back to the public and ask for a lot more money that's been set aside for long-term improvements, which the public through that lease, uh, the saving district anyway, is obligated to pay. This gentleman on the county board, he wants to make sure that there are ways to pay for it other than perhaps, for example, bringing back the stadium tax. So that was his whole motivation in getting this ball rolling. Again, very important to note, he did not do that at the request of the stadium district. He didn't do it at the request of the brewers. He kind of took his own initiative. I thought it was newsworthy, though, just because I think it sheds some light into at least one possible way of paying for those stadium improvements that may come to fruition down the road. This is the thing. Uh, there is a website called Brewer Fanatic who put out a piece a week or two ago um, and said that at some point here, everybody needs to start paying attention to this because the Brewers lease, I believe they said, was up in 2030. And that is not that Correct. far far away. And you don't want to be right. in a situation where like, okay, here we go. We need a new stadium or, okay, here we go. We need this and we need that. And then we're scrambling, trying to figure out how that's all going to be covered. I said before you came on, again, going to the park quite a bit, I, I, I look at it and go, okay, you can. I can hear the argument of we need a new roof. I will not hear the argument of let's just get rid of the roof and play as an open-air stadium if you don't want to give us a roof. Uh, but I can get the new roof. The problem is, Tom, with the new roof, you're talking to $300 million probably in order to replace right. the roof that's on there, and that's going to have to come from somewhere because the brewers aren't paying for that themselves. Correct, yeah. Um, again, going back a little bit in time for, for your audience, this whole thing originated at the January 31st stadium stadium board meeting that I covered. Uh, Rick Schlesinger from the Brewers came in and spoke, and he said, look, folks, you've set aside, the stadium board has set aside uh, almost $90 million in a reserve account to, to account for all these future uh, maintenance needs that you're obligated to pay for over the life of our lease. We, the Brewers, think it's going to be a lot more than that. We, the Brewers, have gone out and hired our own consultant to come up with a list of things we think are going to need to be done and what the cost estimate will be. And we believe it's going to be more than that, roughly $90 million. That's what has gotten this whole process out in the public and this whole discussion going. And, and, and that's the thing I keep stressing to people. When people say to me, well, gee, Tom, why don't the Bruce just pay for it? Why doesn't Mark Antonaccio just pay for it? There is a lease that obligates the stadium district, the public agency that owns the stadium, to pay for these types of improvements. And that's a contract. And you may not like the contract. One could argue perhaps it should have been written differently back many, many years ago. But that is what the holdings, the public through the stadium district to pay for these things. Okay. So also within your piece of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, uh, you write about uh, another resolution separate from the one we were just talking about, about possibly, again, eliminating the State Highway 175 at some point and returning that land back to 
the community and Milwaukee. Is that more likely than the first plane we talked about, or do you think they worth, work hand-in-hand hand possibly? To some extent, they work hand-in-hand, hand, although that actually started a separate process approximately about a month ago. My colleague, Drake Bentley, uh, reported on this, that the State Department of Transportation was going to look at the possibility of decommissioning a portion of the stadium freeway north of the stadium from around uh, Wisconsin Avenue up to where it ends at Lisbon Avenue. What this county board resolution is now calling for is, is, is essentially saying, look, that's great. But in addition to that, let's look at decommissioning the freeway going south um, down to uh, roughly National Avenue in conjunction with everything we're talking about here, which is the possible uh, redevelopment of some of these parking lots. And I should add, the parking lots that are really being, I think, targeted by this resolution are the ones east of the stadium freeway and south of I-94. I, again, had a couple of readers yesterday who said, well, what about tailgating? We're going to lose tailgating. I've had to tell people, look, no one's contemplating redeveloping every parking space at the ballpark. That's not going to happen. What's being contemplated is perhaps redeveloping a portion of it. And the Brewers have talked in general about doing this at some point, um, which shouldn't strike anyone as unusual because, you know, we have other major league ballparks as well as sports uh, palaces and other leagues. The Deer District advice to reform is a great example where this kind of commercial development is done adjacent to a large professional sports facility, and it works. What, what about Komatsu? Uh, because within this piece, you talk about Komatsu's moving out to go to the Harbor District, right. and that's a lot of land that the Brewers could use or the city of Milwaukee can use. Uh, i, I got to correct you just one thing. That's actually in the village of West Milwaukee, and that's why that municipality would be involved in this. Ah. But yeah, your, your point is well taken. Komatsu is leaving. They've already, I think, shifted all their office people down to the Harbor District. They're, they're now in the process of, of taking their manufacturing operations down there. So you're right. Suddenly you're going to have this prime, large redevelopment prospect sitting there waiting for something to happen. Now, might it be connected to a stadium entertainment district? It might be. It might not be. But, of course, <laughs> given the proximity to everything here, it, it, it certainly is in the realm of possibility. So from the Brewers' perspective, don't they hold the leverage in all of this, Tom, from the aspect of – Look, our lease is up in 2030. Either give us what we want or we're out of here. I mean, they don't they hold the leverage? So isn't it really on everybody else to come up with a way to get the money that they're saying they're going to need in order for them to sign a new lease? Yeah, I mean, again, great point. That's the ultimate leverage that any sports franchise has in any of these types of situations. And that's why they don't want to own the stadiums. That's why they don't want to own the basketball arenas, generally speaking. They want to be able to lease. Because when that lease is coming to an end and it could be renewed or not renewed, that's where the leverage lies is with your, your tenant, i.e., in this case, the brewers, that could ultimately say, okay, we, we're not getting what we want. Uh, we'll move to whatever city offers us what we want. That's their leverage. Now, the leverage on the other side of the coin, which would be largely in the hands of the elected officials and the people they appoint to run these, these various districts, frankly, is the power of the word no and to say no. And using that as a negotiating tactic, you better be willing to accept the consequences of saying no. Sometimes you say no, and it helps you get what you want. Sometimes you say no, and the other person walks away, and that's not what you want. But that there's always leverage on either side, I think, of any negotiation.
It's funny. We were talking. I know you got to go to a, a, another meeting here, but we were talking before you came on, and my idea was you have to have something to draw people to this entertainment district. We have more than enough min, uh, music venues now with two more coming next to Five Star Forum. My idea was build a world-class softball complex that's going to draw people from around the Midwest, from northern Wisconsin, everywhere, and make that the hub of whatever this entertainment sports district is. Let the brewers come in, help build the field or the complex itself with some brewer touches that go along with it they're going to sell walk-up ticket sales and everything else from people that are having the tournaments on while the brewers are playing as well you're going to fill these bars and put some hotels down there uh, and that's the one thing that we really don't have in this area that, that sounds like a really cool idea I, I will say this the brewers haven't really said anything publicly about what they think might happen there but you know you've got an owner who's a smart guy sure is he's got people working for him who are smart people they know they know finance they know marketing they may not know commercial development per se but they can hire very bright men and women who do know commercial development and they will come up with something and 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 let me just also add this you know again some of the reaction to the stories i've written including the one yesterday people immediately some people immediately say well gee this is just going to kill the bars and restaurants on blue mountain road for example okay i would ask those folks that's fine. That's a good point to raise. But has the Deer District killed the bars and restaurants on, uh, well, we used to call it North Old, Old World Third Street, now known as King Drive? No, it's complimented them no, no, and made them no, better. No, it has not. Yeah. No, it has not. I, I mean, did, 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 uh, did what the Packers do with um, the uh, Title Town District? Did it, kill off, did it kill off bars and restaurants that are near Lambeau or in downtown Green Bay? Well, see, Tom, I, I brought this up, too, in the first segment. And my 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 comment to that is I think there's a lot of people that don't want to go to your now town, Milwaukee, that live out in the suburbs or coming from different parts of the state. This here, what we're talking about, would be easy access off the interstate. You could still have that experience before and after Brewer Games. I think it, it attracts more people than and maybe a different type of, of person than what's going downtown Milwaukee. I, I think it all can survive and all be beneficial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes, and sometimes you don't know, this is going to sound cliche, but sometimes you don't know what kind of customer, what kind of audience you have for something until you create that product. Right. Um, all the kids listening out there, believe it or not, I'm old enough to remember what it was like to not have a smartphone. Exactly. You know, so someone came up with that idea. It was a great idea. And suddenly we all realized, oh my God, we need smartphones. It's not quite as revolutionary as that, of course, but it's the same general idea. Sometimes you you count on getting something that you d- didn't expect to get when you create something like that. No doubt. Tom Dagan, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, joining us in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. I know you got to run to a meeting. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Oh, I enjoyed it. Thanks, Sparky. You betcha. Take care. There he is, Tom Dakin on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. I'm applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. I want to come back and talk more about what he just said. That's next here at Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Garage sale going on June 28th and 29th at Milwaukee Panther Arena. More details go to milwaukeeadmirals.com. We come to you live from the Lakeland University studios offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get.
started. Uh, AR and I were talking in the break about uh, the interview uh, that we just did there with Tom Dakin from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I walked over and go, AR, what did you, what did you think of that interview? And AR, what did you say? Well, I said that uh, now we've talked about this multiple times in the last couple of months. And every time that I have left the station and talked to people have asked me, so what did you talk about at work today? Well, we talked about uh, this possible new development that people have proposed to go to American Family Field. And every time I bring it up, people are always saying, but, but, but hey, Adam, isn't that going to mean that the tail tailgating is going to die? Yeah. Is that going to be goodbye to tailgating? And I have to look at them every time I go, no, absolutely not. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the thing. So the tailgating aspect of it, the Brewers and the Packers both realize how huge that is to the fan experience. Like they're not stupid guys. They're just, they're just not. And I promise you, the Bucks could figure out a way in the middle of winter to have tailgating. They'd figure it out. Yes. But but there's 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 nothing they can do about it. They play when they play, and there's way so many games. Not everybody's tailgating that many times in the middle of of the winter. It's one thing to tailgate, you know, three or four times in in snow in Green Bay because it's a cool thing to do. If they played 160 games and 80 of them or 40 of them were in snow, you wouldn't see nearly as much tailgating. All right. Now, having said all of that. They're not going to uh, allow the Brewers are not going to allow the Milwaukee or West Milwaukee uh, to eliminate portions of land that affect their general population that come to games. What they're talking about is those overflow lots when it's a sellout. Okay, so yes, 
the several times a year, uh, and I'll say several because I don't know how many sellouts they average per year. But let's say they average five to ten sellouts a year, and maybe that's high. So for those five to ten games, fine. Maybe it'll affect uh, tailgating. Uh, for playoff games, right, when there's sellouts, okay, maybe it'll affect the ability for some of you to tailgate because there won't be as much parking space. However, for 97% of the year when there's nowhere close to sellouts at that field, everybody's still going to be able to tailgate and do the exact same thing they always do. So a handful of times a year in the regular season, it'll affect you, right, if you're one of the, the last arriving to do tailgating. It, it may affect you. For the playoffs, it may affect some of you from being able to tailgate. But you're going to have the ability to tailgate all year long leading up to that point. So from that perspective, I don't think this is an issue at all. They're not going to eliminate 50% of the tailgating for this. They may eliminate, I don't know, 10% of it, 15% of it uh, to have tailgating. That's not end of the world stuff, guys. It's just not end of the world stuff. And to put in something that makes the experience more 12 months out of the year uh, is beneficial for everybody involved. It just is. It's beneficial for everybody. Now, if you were to add in a uh, some type of, like I said before, uh, some type of venue that isn't anywhere else in this area that would be able to attract people from not only northern Wisconsin and western Wisconsin and all of that, and maybe regionally, for coming and and wanting to participate and be in that area, that Menominee Valley, for whatever this event or events are, now you got a winner, winner, right? That's what you're looking to do. I'm sure there are more things than what I came up with with the the world class softball complex that you could generate huge money tournaments and so forth and and bring people from all over here. I'll take it to the next step, and and, and you're all going to get mad at me. But what if you put a dome on the thing? where you could do it year round. Now you're not only are you playing in the summertime and now you're able to have these, these softball tournaments in the dead of winter too. That would really take it over the top. Now, the problem with the dome is you're probably going to have one field. If you do it as a complex, like I'm saying, now you're able to have eight, 10, 12 fields or whatever the case may be uh, and have these high end tournaments. Now you're going to have to have a company that's going to be able to come in and manage this and run this and be able to run it effectively at a high level. But think of all the people you will bring in year-round to participate in this, in all of these different tournaments, men and women, that will be able to come in and play. And even if you take it down a level, right? Let's say it's travel baseball, youth baseball, high school travel baseball. Now that also is a generator of revenue. And you're able to build hotels all in that area and really, really up, uh, uptick the amount of people that are coming there. And the Brewers, I would imagine, would be like, yeah, we're in. Yeah, we'll throw some money at this complex and help you build it and put some Brewers touches on it and and the whole deal because it's going to help their ticket sales. It's going to help their group ticket sales. It's going to help everything involved with them. And it's going to help all the uh, restaurants and hotel that, again, going back to Tom's article, you put this tip in, now part of that revenue money that's being generated now goes towards paying for whatever updates and everything else that they have to worry about and saves us money. Like to me, this is a no brainer. If this is about keeping the brewers past 2030, if this is about making sure they're happy and we don't lose our favorite baseball team, you have to come up with a solution of some sort. So if you don't like this solution that's being proposed early, 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 early on. Cool. 
then give us another solution that doesn't include us all paying a ton of money. Then come up with another solution and I'll listen. I'm all for ideas. Bring your ideas to the table or bring your ideas to Rick Schlesinger and the Brewers or bring your ideas uh, to the mayor of Milwaukee or whatever you want to do. But you're going to need a solution. I agree. You don't need a new stadium, but they may want a new roof. They may want other things in order to keep this up. This is not County Stadium we're talking about. This is not a stadium that's crumbling from the bowels of the inside. That is not what's happening with this field, right? Outside looking in, it's in fine standing. They just redid the concession stands a couple of years ago. Those things are amazing. There's no need to worry about that. They do a great job keeping everything up to date on the inside, whether it be ribbon boards, whether it be scoreboard. They're converting the one restaurant uh, that obviously didn't do well for the last several years into these, these golf simulators. And again, trying to make it a 12-month-a-year thing to continue to generate revenue for the Brewers, which makes sense. We'll see what Rami Makhlouf thinks of all this coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Love this song. Love yeah. it. Play it all the time in my car. Really? Love it. Yeah. Who sings this? Ugly Kid Joe? Is that who this is? No idea. Uh, I think so. I don't know. With that. No, no. Love the song, though. Uh, Steve Sparky, Five, Rami McLeod. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the, the Milwaukee Admirals. No. Oh. No. So I'll just pull the curtain back. I don't really care. Uh, the decision was made in uh, with a couple of different people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, that we go to more of a 90s-style rock bumper music, essentially, mm. was the decision made. Mm. And it's funny because, for instance, I've heard you not like it and Sam not like it. Y'all have Vinny Rotino on, and you bash it. And, oh, sorry, Vinny. And Vinny's like, oh, I was rocking out to that, man. I had that in high school. Then I had Tim Dillard in studio here for an hour today. He's, like, playing the air guitar coming out of Tim every Dillard break. was in here? For an hour, yeah. Oh, man. It was great. Cool. So he was really cool. He was loving the music, and Adam and him were trying to sing a duet at one point. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, man. Trying. Well, yeah, I mean, you more or less sang. He gave you, like, two words and then bailed at that point. I don't blame him. But, but, but again, either way. So I, I know y'all don't like and y'all want your hip-hop and all that, and I understand. But, yeah, so it was a conscious I want my decision. music back, Dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I put it on your Spotify playlist or whatever and play it in your car. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's not coming back, so get over it. All right. uh, by the way, uh, thanks to everybody that was on the big show today. I never actually got a chance to do that. Connor Thomas, Locked On Philly's podcast, was very good. Tim Dillard in studio for an hour from 1130 till 1230. Then we were joined by Mike Wall, the former Packer offensive lineman. He was really good. Uh, as well. And then obviously in this show, Tom Dakin uh, from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel talking about uh, the beginning process uh, of possibly an entertainment district uh, coming around American Family Field. Uh, Rami, you said it was a rare occasion today uh, that you were listening to us driving in. So I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, so wh- my car wh- broke down. That, that's right. I'm driving my parents' car. And so I don't have, you have no satellite. I don't have the Bluetooth connectivity or, or the satellite in that car. How old is the car that it's your parents have? It's an old car. Dude, that thing sounds like a lawnmower when I'm when I'm revving up to get on really? the interstate. Yeah, once it gets up to speed, it quiets down. But like when I'm... <laughs> oh, it's not even like that. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's 
an adventure, man. I smell oh, gas. I smell God. gas. I don't know how this thing is still. Sorry, that's legal, me. But... I have some gas from my first job this morning. <laughs> yes, that's the gasoline from him, actually. But either way, it rattles. Uh, so tell me. So you were listening, uh, uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, oh, my God, you're going to kill my tailgating. And like I said, you're talking, what, 10% maybe of, of the tailgating available, which means you're only really affected by sellouts. Those are the only times a lot of those lots are, are really used. So playoff games, handful of games during the regular season, that's it. In exchange, you get you know bars, restaurants, hotels, uh, that whole deal. I, I love the concept. I love the idea. We'll see it where they go. They're talking about knocking down – uh, possibly 175, uh, the stadium freeway that was here from back in the day with County, um, knocking that all down and being able to use some of that land uh, as well. Kamatsu Mining is moving out of there to the Harbor District, so taking over that land possibly and buying that back for the city. I mean, there, this could be really, really cool uh, if done correctly and save the taxpayers' money and get brewers' money so when their lease is up in 2030, you know, they, they don't come and say, oh, hey, if you can't come up with the money, we're out of here. They We have to do something. And thankfully, we're eight years ahead of this, and we're having the conversation now versus waiting to 2028 and going, oh, no, they want $300 million. Do you think the Brewers would leave? Yes. You do? Yes. I don't know about that. Yes. I don't think so. No question. Major League Baseball has to let them leave, first of all. They have to get their the lease appro- is up. What was Major League Baseball going to say? You have Our to lease get- is up in 2030. What do you want us to do? Go play, I don't go know, play in I don't the parking the exact, lot? I don't know the exact number, but you have to get the approval of a certain number of owners to get oh, approval sure. to move. Milwaukee's one of the smallest markets in baseball. You don't think mm-hmm. they'd love to see them in Vegas? I don't know. In a heartbeat. Everybody wants to be in Vegas. Like, of course. Now, do I think the owner of this team wants to move them? Absolutely not. I don't think Mark Ancinacio wants to move them in any way, shape, or form. So don't misinterpret what I'm saying. But if you're telling me that the city can't come up with the money that they want, whether or not they would leverage that to get out of here, to go somewhere else, remember, Mark's given this to his kids by all accounts. Like, they're going to run this next. So this is going to be a family thing. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to be on board here depending on what they want to do one way or the other. So no, I don't think they will move. But do I think there's a possibility that there would be cities lining up? I just read uh, a piece the other day that says – uh, a prediction that within 10 years, they think Nashville is going to end up with a Major League Baseball team, a WNBA team. Uh, I don't know. There was like five professional franchises they think will be in Nashville, Tennessee within the next 10 years hmm. because it's one of the biggest growing cities and whatever yeah, the case booming. may be. You were just there. Yeah, uh, that They're going to land up. So they're going to need a big league team here at some point. Uh, maybe that ends up being Milwaukee. I, I'm just telling you all, like, you got to take this very seriously at this point. You, you really... Have to take this seriously. But they, as far as this entertainment district down there, yeah, yeah, I'm down. Sure. Why not? Now, do you get concerned that it would take away from Water Street, Old World 3rd Street, the Deer District, 3rd Ward? Do you think they would all lose business because of this? Or do you think this would be just an added bonus and they would be able to survive on their own separate from the rest? I think it would be an added bonus. People are still going to want transportation to this transportation or to this entertainment district. You know what I mean? You'll still... You'll still need a shuttle. People aren't going to want to drive from wherever they are to this. It's still going to be out by Miller Park where not a lot of people live. You know what I mean? So well, you're what st- you're going to have, I think, is need the shuttles. you're going to have a lot of suburb people that are going to be focused in on going there. You're going to have a lot of groups that are coming from out of town that'll be focusing and staying in the hotel there and then spending their money in that area when they're in yeah, town for the weekend. As far as Milwaukeeans. In the that- city of Milwaukee, yeah. yeah. And the people in 
in the surrounding neighborhoods who don't want to drive to all the way out there to American Family Field or whatever this entertainment take a shuttle is. from their bars to another exactly. bar or they'll whatever the case take, may they'll be. They'll still yeah. take those shuttles and for if sure. Want, if you want to tailgate, tailgate. Nobody's stopping you. Right. You know what I mean? They're not going to knock out 50% of tailgating. No. The brewers understand how important tailgating is to the fan experience. The fan experience is inside. But here and in Green Bay, the fan experience is the tailgating. And if That's you got not, rid of tailgating, say, look at Lambeau Field. Right. You have you have tailgating around Lambeau yes. Field. And if you if if that's not your thing, you, no you can walk into a bar or a restaurant or whatever the case yes. might be. You can get a hotel and stay over the overnight, whatever it is. Correct. It doesn't kill anything. No, I, I totally agree. I'm All down. right. Let's do it. Hey, hey, how much how much do they need? Uh I we don't know that number yet. Mm-hmm. Uh Tom Dakin said that. Schlesinger came in and said, we have a $90 million fund that you all have put together aside for improvements. We're going to need more than that in order to get this fixed. More than 90 mil? Right. So I, 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 I don't know what this is, but what if, I mean, they come to him and I go, we need a wallet. new roof. We need a new roof. It's going to be, it's going to be two to 300 million. We need a new roof or we can just take this one off, but it's causing too much because Adam looked it up. How many years ago was that pulley system that cost him $13 million? It was 2006, right. 16 years ago. And there's leaks all over that thing right now again. So put it, some flex seal some, on it. Get that some, guy up there. Somebody flex tweeted, seal can't yeah. fix that. Yeah. No? Somebody tweeted me like 90 gallons of flex seal or something earlier about that whole thing. Get I want I want to see the flex seal dude on the on the American Family Field roof. Just slap and flex tape. They on can all be the, the sponsor leaks. of yeah. the roof. Just slap and flex tape on every leaf. The flex seal roof at American Family Field. That would, Perfect. Sponsor right there on the Across green the, the green roof. Perfect. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to work, though, but it's a good idea. What's coming up on your show? Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Out of the Gates. How far are you willing to go to get a bat for the Brewers? This came up yesterday on the show, and I wanted to go a little bit more in depth on oh. the conversation. I was out with John Papadopoulos uh, on ESPN Lacrosse, the sports lead. Yeah. Does a great job yesterday afternoon. We were mm-hmm. talking about this. If it's J.D. Martinez, if the Red Sox you know, fold and they're horrible— because that's really where all the, the best talents on that team and half that team is free agents. So they're going to have a fire sale if they fold. Now, will they? Probably not. But th- I tell everybody, root against Boston if you want help from Milwaukee. Yeah, I'd be willing. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. John Papadopoulos brought to me, would you trade a Freddie Peralta uh, and a player or two other to go get a J.D. Martinez or somebody like that? And I said, I don't know if I would trade Peralta but I would trade Hauser. I would trade Lauer. Okay. I would trade Ethan Small. These are the names that are going to come Garrett up. Mitchell I'd trade. He's not been doing all that great this year, but an outfield prospect. But you're going to have to trade young pitching. If you're not willing to trade young pitching, you can forget having the rest of the conversation. So talk about that. Cody Decker will be here at 3.30. I heard a weird story about Disney adults that you're going to I saw to- that too. I won't spoil it. <laughs> I had no problem with it. The Mickey and Minnie story? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Well, there's another angle to that that's maybe a little bit more concerning. Well, the, 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 the Mickey and Minnie and food thing, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I got no problem with that whatsoever. I'm not coming to your wedding. If... Yeah, because <laughs> you're about eating. I get that. No, I mean, I'm just telling you that if, if my angle is I'm having a, a nobody even knows what I'm talking about. You can explain it. <laughs> If you want me to come back on and discuss, then I'll come back on and okay. discuss. But I'm not going to ruin the whole <laughs> segment right. for you. I think we're going to do that at 345. So if you if you do want to come in and give some input, I would love that as a Disney adult yourself. Sure. Okay. Also, at 4... I don't know if I'll ever get back there again, but at, yeah. At 4 o'clock, uh, we'll get back to talking some brews. Is Are the playoffs a given? I feel like... Yeah. Okay. I think so, too. I think so, too. Let um, me ask you this. Okay. I did this as a topic today on the mm-hmm. big show because there was no Gary Leroy. Yeah. The Brewers are 10 and 12 against teams with a record over 500 right now. I know. How good really are they? They're really good. 
They're really good. No, they're not. How many World Series teams can you come up with that there wasn't at least one or two hitters that pitchers feared in that lineup? Hmm. Think about that for a second. Because there ain't a damn person in this lineup that anybody fears right now. Now, maybe Willie Adamas gets to that point. Maybe. That's a possibility. Maybe Yelich gets hot for two months at the end of the season and becomes MVP Yelich again. Because remember, Aguilar got hot for a couple months and carried this team. So maybe you get somebody like that that gets hot going into the postseason. But right now, on this, there is nobody. Nobody. You had Braun and Fielder. Go through them. Look at the Yankees. There you got all kinds of guys. You don't have that. Goldschmidt with the Cardinals, mm-hmm. Arenado. You don't have these guys. Pitching is important. I agree. But you have to have one or two feared hitters in a lineup, I think, and you don't have them right now. So we'll you don't have about one. That. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. 4.30 Tuesdays with Winkler. He'll be here to have some fun, some draft mockery. What was that look that you just gave? Yeah, Barton and you. You love that segment. I <laughs> It's good. As long as you like this segment, that's all that matters. No, there's you're saying something without saying it. What? What's, I, your, what's I just, your problem? You what's your just, problem? You two are just like the odd couple. You all drive me nuts. You're going back and forth arguing about something every week. It's something different. Y'all fight about. I just I, today. You I just, say you like each other, but I love Bart. Yeah, I know. Don't you. like him, and he loves you too, and all of that. I love Bart. Yeah. Uh, I want to find out about his experience uh, doing the uh, the play by play on ESPN the Ocho. So we'll talk about that, draft mockery at 445, and much, much more on The Romney Show. I might hear from Matt LaFleur. Oh, yeah, Matt LaFleur. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Sparky's been And dead. those Aaron Rodgers comments. We have to talk about those. But. We didn't We didn't talk about any OTA stuff on any of the shows today as it was all happening. You we'll didn't talk that. about the Rodgers comments? I just saw it in the break. I told oh, you. Oh, that's the first time you saw it? Yeah. I oh, okay. I haven't been following Packer OTA stuff. We've been having all everything else to do today. Usually so. I'm the one who doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, normally right. I don't look at any of that stuff unless – you know, Gary and Leroy are in here, and they're looking at stuff. Sparky, you see this? Sparky, you see that? Whatever. But we were busy today, AR and I, on the big show in Madness. So. Oh, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 